Why are we here? I don't mean that question in the cosmic sense, as in, why do we exist? Although that's also a question worth asking. But why are we here this morning in church? You've probably noticed that there are other things to do on a Sunday morning in Marin. You could be at your child's game or sports practice, on a hike or a bike ride. You could be drinking coffee and having a leisurely breakfast. And if you had skipped church to do one of those things, of course, God would have been there. We can worship God anywhere, in nature, in peace, in leisure. People tell me all the time that they don't need church because they find God in the outdoors, in yoga, in time with friends. And they're right. God is everywhere. God's not limited to one place or time, and God's certainly not limited to this building. So why are we here early on a Sunday morning? And there are probably as many answers to that question as there are people in this room. There's the beauty of the music. There's the chance for children to learn about faith. There's the wonderful mystery of the bread and the wine. But my guess is that most of us, at some level, are here because of the people. Somehow we know that we will experience God more fully when we're with other people. We know intuitively that we need each other. It's not coincidence that Christians have gathered for worship at least once a week for 2,000 years, that Jews have gathered together on the Sabbath for much longer. Of course, we can pray and we can worship outside of church, and we should, But the fact is that something special happens when we're together. Not every Sunday is transcendent, of course. But sometimes, maybe just often enough, in and between all of us, something amazing happens and we encounter God. We come to church because of the people. We come because we meet God here together more fully and intensely than we can when we're alone. And our passage today from John's first letter that Anne read for us articulates why this might be. The writer says, No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and God's love is perfected in us. Later in the passage, he says, Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment that we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. Those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. I think that the letter is saying that love in the abstract is very easy. It's pretty easy to say, I love God, or I love humanity, or I believe in compassion. It's living that out that's hard. John is telling us that God is not interested in abstract or theoretical love. God's interested in the real thing. 
love in action. We can say that we love God, and that's important, but the way to make that love for God real, to make it concrete, is by loving the people who are around us. We can't love God without loving the people who are with us day to day. As John says, when we love one another, God lives in us. The abstract idea is love of God, but the concrete way that that gets expressed is through love of our neighbors. And that's why God is so interested in the real stuff, the nitty-gritty reality of loving the people we're around every day in this building and outside of it. And that's really hard. I don't know about you, but I have no trouble at all feeling love and compassion for earthquake victims in Nepal. But to be really honest, I haven't sent money. I haven't spent a lot of time in prayer for the people of that nation. I would say easily that I love my friends and my family, but when it comes to having a hard conversation with a family member who's hurt my feelings or making time to call a friend who's in a bad place and doesn't do anything other than complain, that's when love gets really hard. Because those are the people that really know me. Those are the people that can call me on my stuff and the people that I can hurt, the people that can hurt me. The abstract is easy. The day-to-day action of love for the very particular people that God has put in my life That's hard. And church, Christian community at its best, is a school for learning that kind of love. The church is a place where we're brought into close contact with others who annoy us, disagree with us, and let us down. It's a place where we can go to get practice loving those same people no matter what. The more involved you get in church, the more opportunities you'll have to work alongside people who ask a lot of you and even frustrate you. The more opportunities you'll have to keep on loving them. Some of you might have heard this story, but a friend of mine in college was a southern was the son of a Southern Baptist minister of the old school. And my friend remembers going to talk to his dad because he was frustrated with people at his church. So he sat in his dad's study and said, they're so hypocritical. They only think about themselves. They're not even that interesting. I disagree with this decision. I disagree with that decision. And his dad said, and you'll have to kind of reproduce for yourself the Alabama accent, son, Christians are like manure. If you spread them out, they help things grow. But if you get a big pile of them in the church, they just smell. And it's true. Church can be tough. Intimacy, being genuinely close to people is tough. But church is like family in that both are schools for learning how to love. Not just in word, but in action. And this is the important part. As we learn that kind of love for those around us, we encounter God. John says, if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. We're promised that if we love, God will abide in us and we will abide in God. And that promise that somehow through the hard work of really loving the people that God put in our lives, God comes to live in us with power and with joy and strength. 
Because John says we're not expected to do that hard work of loving our neighbor completely on our own. It's too much. We can all think of times when we've been emotionally exhausted, while probably been hurt in ways that make us think we can't love anymore. But love, as John says, exists because God first loved us. We can love others and offer them love only to the extent that we're in touch with and animated by the love that God has offered us so freely. The letter says, in this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us. Our job is not to muster up loving feelings for people we don't like. Rather, it's to just try in some small way to be a channel for the love that God has for them. God is present everywhere. We can meet the Lord in any of a hundred ways on a Sunday morning out there in the beauty of this place where we get to live. But God touches us more profoundly when we're gathered together. That doesn't have to be on a Sunday morning. Jesus never said, you shall worship me and it shall be with an organ before noon on Sunday. (laughs) So we should probably break that guilt cycle where, you know, you miss one Sunday of church and then you feel guilty about the next Sunday so you don't go again and then you feel guiltier and so you don't go again. I don't think church attendance is necessarily what keeps Jesus up nights. The question is, do you have a group of people who help you to experience God's love and to share it with others? Do you have a community in which you're trying to put love into action? A group of people that you are committed to loving even when it's hard and from whom you receive love even when you don't deserve it. That can happen on Sunday morning. That can happen on Tuesday night at dinner church. It can happen on Tuesday morning during Christian meditation group. It can happen at choir practice can happen when two people meet for a cup of coffee or a walk. can happen in a hundred ways. But I encourage you to seek that kind of Christian community, to make room in your life for it. Because at its best, that is the place where we meet God together and the place where we learn how to love as God loves us. Amen.